10.34 it is. How does a bowler swing a cricket ball? What are the necessary ingredients to allow a bowler to swing the ball? Former Black Caps all-rounder and now New South Wales bowling coach Andre Adams is with us to unravel the mysteries of it. Thanks for joining us, Andre. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Great, thanks, mate. What makes a cricket ball swing? <laughs> mate, um, if, we are, if we knew the answer to that question, then... Um, you know, I think you'd be a millionaire. That's one of the. I think that's one of the biggest problems in cricket is 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 what are the actual conditions that make a ball swing? And everyone talks about um, humidity and heat and cold. And but it, you know, you, you get a lot of a lot of situations that that tend to um, disprove the myth that it, it needs to be warm to swing. It swings in England in, in early April, which is obviously not be warm there. Um, it doesn't swing sometimes when it's really humid. So. But I think I think the the ball itself has a lot to do with it in terms of um, the shiny side and the rough side. Uh, ultimately, though, if you're talking technique, it, it really comes down to the release of the of the bowler. So the wrist position. Um, what does that look like when they let go of the ball? And then um, that in itself causes a few issues because we tend to look straight at the wrist position as the as the thing to fix. When really there's a few things before that 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 tend to make the wrist position get out of um, out of sync. So look, it's a Mate, it's a, as, you, as you've just heard there, there's a number of things that, that can make it swing or not swing. Um, but really, it, it comes down to the wrist position at release. Yes, I mean, it's, it, it sounds incredibly uh, scientific in terms of the different factors that are at play here. So when you talk about the wrist position, um, if you look at the wrist position of a bowler who swings it compared to the wrist position of a bowler who doesn't, what is the difference? What is the noticeable difference as you look at the, the two wrist positions? I think if you if you look at traditional swing, which is where the you know, the shiny side is um, on the outside and the rough side's on the inside, so it causes obviously more there's more airflow on the other on the outside. So um, traditionally, you would see the wrist behind the ball for a lot longer, and the fingers pointing more or less straight up on the um, for, for outswing that is um, on the on the release. Um, and for someone who doesn't really swing it, you'd probably see a slightly lower arm um, and the head. Maybe pushing towards the offside a little bit, and and that causes the ball to slide out of the hand, which which encourages reverse swing. Um, so there's there's pros and cons to both techniques. But if you look at like a Tim Salvey and his technique, he he borders on um, traditional and reverse swing. So that's why he's so good with the old ball. He can swing it in without swingers action, so to speak, and it, it slides in nicely, much like Waka Yunus did. So um, you know there's pros and cons to both sides. So just on the reverse swing with the old ball so just what what is I mean a very basic question and, and and apologies if this is is very basic the difference between traditional swing and reverse swing what is the what is the difference is it simply the way that the ball goes yeah it's yeah that's exactly right yeah the, the, so the reverse swing would be uh, traditional swing is where the shiny side is on the outside and the rough side is on the inside, catching more of the air, I guess, and creating more resistance, so it naturally goes towards that side. And reverse swing is where the rough side, I guess, is is, is so rough that it has more airflow, and if you held the ball the same way, it swings to the opposite side, so some call it Irish, reverse, whatever you want to say. Um, it just means that it's a non-traditional method of, of swinging the ball. So if the ball is held for an outswinger, but, that, but the rough side is so rough it makes it swing in it's a really weird theory um, but that's traditionally what reverse swing is you talked about Tim Southey and I saw an interesting article about Tim Southey uh, last week and it talked about how much he used to swing it earlier in his career compared to 
how he swings it slightly less now. So why would Tim Southey or any bowler have have lost the ability to swing it as far? Um, well, I think I think Tim's strength is that he swings it late now, uh, and he and he's he's a lot wider on the crease than he than he used to be when he was younger. Uh, he would have been very traditional. A lot of traditional coaches like you bowling stump to stump, get close to the stump, that kind of scenario. Whereas Tim bowls a lot of balls from wide on the crease now, and he angles the ball in and swings it away a bit later. So it's actually probably a more useful method of swinging the ball because what you want to do is you want to draw the batsman into a shot and then swing it late on them when they think it's not going to do anything. Um, and that has been Tim's strength lately. So if he's swinging it less, um, I, I don't know. I don't know about that, but I just think he's swinging it later, and he's he's not bowling. He's certainly not bowling as quickly as he used to, but he's he's more accurate. So, and then you look at you look at Bolty. Bolty tends to swing the ball late as well, but he's he's obviously a left armer, has a very traditional wrist position where he's he's straight up and down, um, and that's you know as you get older, you tend to get more uh, familiar with how how it feels when you need to swing the ball. I wouldn't say you get any less familiar, and you, you certainly your technique changes over the years, and you you adapt it to the way you need to do things. But I I, I just think that Tim is bowling from wide on the crease, so it looks like it's not moving as much, but it certainly is. Right, and the cricket ball, Andre, the cricket ball itself. We hear about Duke, we hear about Kookaburra. D- do some balls swing more than others? Yeah, I think I think some balls swing for longer. I think that's the thing with the Dukes is. is People are suggesting that the juice ball swings for a longer period. So where you might get 15, 20 overs of swing out of a out of a kookaburra, you're going to get a longer sustained period of swing out of a juice ball. And that's certainly been my um, experience with a juice ball. It tends to swing uh, for a lot longer. Um, is it is it any easier to face? Is it any harder to face? Look, I, you know, I was on the back of a number of hidings and in England over my time with a juice ball, so I, I wouldn't say that. Um, one ball has an advantage over the other. I just think it's all about the conditions and how you use it. And so um, the juice ball is very different. Though. It has, a, you know, has much more of a lacquer. The seam is slightly more pronounced. And so uh, the other thing to consider is that when you swing the ball away, uh, the juice ball looks like it's look, it looks like it's seaming away. But all it's really doing is continuing the swing because the seam is more pronounced. So it's hitting that seam, and the swing's taking it away, and it just continues on that side. Whereas a kookaburra tends to, when you swing it away, it tends to just sort of hit the pitch and continue on the same line. So it's a you know there's many, there's many variables to look at. Um, places like the Gabba would suggest that it swings. Uh, more consistently up here, it's more humid. So, look, it's a it's a real science. It's a, it's not a known factor in terms of what are the things that make it swing and and who can actually do it um, consistently. Because there's been many bowlers who can't swing a ball in certain places and and they swing it in others. So, um, it's a real unknown. Yeah, and, and the weather. I'm, and I, I know you've you've just said you know that you can't explain sometimes why in humid conditions um, it'll swing sometimes and 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 not others. Um, I've heard it said that on a on a very bright sunny day that that you can get swing. And I'm sure there's another another theory that says that uh, it's got to be heavily overcast and that's when you get your best swing. Is it really not a factor, or or can certain weather conditions play a part? Oh, look, there's, there's no doubt certain weather conditions play a part. I think everyone would agree in, in cricket that when a cloud comes over, there's an opportunity for the ball to swing. I don't know whether that's got anything to do with air pressure or whether it's just a, uh, you know, whether, whether it's a myth and everyone starts seeing the, the ball swing. But I, I do think that certainly in Auckland, we had, you know, we did notice that um, at, you know, on the Eden Park number two there, we, we noticed that 
when it was cloudy, it, it swung a lot more. And when it wasn't so cloudy, when, when it was a beautiful, clear day, um, it, it didn't swing as much. But a, a new ball always swings. That's the thing. Like, a new ball will always have a hint of swing. Um, but it's after that. It's after that 10-over period where you think, is it still swinging? Is there an issue there? Or is the ball ruined? Is it not going to swing? And, that, and that's where, I guess, the, the, the nerves come in for a bowler. Fascinating stuff. Hey, just before you go, a couple of questions, Andre, about what you're currently doing. I see Mitchell Starks giving you big raps uh, about uh, your um, your motivational abilities. Um, he obviously struggled a bit uh, early in the summer. He's uh, he's given you all the credit, mate, for uh, for his uh, return to form. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Because you know, like he's he's obviously a very gifted young man. He's he's got plenty of wickets. Before I spoke to him, and he just. Yeah, we just we talked about a couple of key things for him, which was just really um, understanding what he was doing, and 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 I guess if you if uh, use a, a bit of a uh, interesting term, it's a clear space in the head just to make sense of all the information he's getting because he's getting excellent information. Just that sometimes he can get too much, so you just focus on the things that actually really count. So um, he's a you know he's a really I know you guys see him as this big fairly fast bowler and he's a and big angry man, but he's actually just a normal sensitive uh, human being and. Uh, everyone gets affected by the press, so sometimes it's your job just to to play cattle. Good stuff. And uh, you're enjoying yourself in your current role. No, uh, no inclination to to jump back across the ditch and and uh, do something over here. Yeah, mate, uh, my wife would shoot me if I decided we were going home. She's just literally packed up the house and, and come over here. <laughs> so, um, no, mate, it's been a, it's been a long process. You know, I basically jumped on a plane after two weeks of accepting the job and my wife was left to do everything, cleaning up the whole scenario at home and getting the kids over here. So it's a it's a new chapter over here. It's, it's the same life, just a different um, experience and um, there's no inclination to come home. I'll be here for a wee while. There's a lot to do here in New South Wales. So, um, you know, the experience is great. I'm loving it. Great people to work with. You'll be, uh, you'll be supporting the Black Caps of the World Cup though, right? Not Australia. <laughs> That's right, mate. Look at you know, I'm, I've got the silver fern tattooed on my chest, and and I'm a New Zealander, um, cap or an ex-black cap, and and that will always be where my allegiance lies. When you have a job, and 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 you're, you know, if if uh, for example, uh, I was working for a Cricket Australia, and we're black caps, and I would obviously be doing everything I can to to make sure that the team I was working for uh, won. Um, but you've got to, you know, you are born where you're born, and you'll always be. Um, a New Zealander or wherever you're born, so uh, that will always be in my blood. Um, so, and I'll support the Black Caps all the day I die, um, but I obviously have allegiance to the place that I work, so um, it will cause an issue at some stage, uh, but um, I'm looking forward to that. Love it, mate. Really appreciate your time, Andre. It's been very, uh, very educational, I'm sure, for lots of our listeners. Thanks for taking our call and all the best to you. No, my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Jason. Cheers.